0: Listening to a Board to Death Mando cast, talking all things Star Wars in easily digestible chunks.
1: Hello again, ladies and gentlemen and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Board to Death Mando cast. I am Jay, being joined by
2: Chris and Zeke. But I thought I quit this.
1: Good binges follow orders. Hmm. Uh, yes, we are back uh, for this. We're doing a two-episode uh, binge this week because last week you were working, and so we just sort of postponed it. Although, in the interest of full disclosure, Zeke and I have seen last week's episode. Okay. Have you seen last week's episode? No. Good. So we'll still get still get a fresh reaction. So we're not going to do any sort of pre. I was like, I'll wait. Not too much. Yeah, we'll not do too much discussion on this. Although. He and I, or at least I, certainly want to see your reaction to something from the first episode of this. I'm not going to say what, but you'll know what it, you'll know it when you see it. So to quote River Song, "Spoiler, sweetie." Basically, um, but when we last left off on the Mando cast, uh, the Bad Batch went to Braca to make use of a clone. Uh, Crew, like cruiser from the Clone Wars that has you know a medical faci- facility on it, so they could remove the chips. Wrecker's chip activated. There was a there was a fight, but the batch has now had their chips removed. But at the end of the episode, the Scrappers Guild spotted them and were like, notify the Empire. So we're probably going to end up, you know, we're going to s- see the batch run into crosshair again. No real spoilery there, because the name of the first episode of this two-part binge that we're doing is called Reunion. That's, that's kind of a big clue. Very big clue. Um, so we're going to see how, how things go between the Batch and Crosshair, because Crosshair, well, he, he's, the, he's the Batch's brother.
2: Yeah, the brother you don't talk about, because he tries no, to no, shoot no, you no, in no. the face if you talk about him. He's the black sheep.
1: Mm. Especially given the armor that he, that, he was, that he's wearing these days. Black. Yep. He's the original Death Trooper. P- pretty much, yeah. And last time we saw him, he was like, hey, who wants to commit a war crime? Oh, you don't? <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to see, see some of that. And then, well, I can't really say any more because we haven't seen the episode. And saying any more would be spoilers. So... I think that's going to be a pretty quick intro for this.
2: I forgot how fast these intros go through. Usually they're about 15 minutes, but they're hey. doing threes.
1: Yeah, because well, while there is stuff that I want to talk about, I can't talk about it because Chris hasn't seen it yet. <clears throat> but um, that's going to change shortly. So uh, that will wrap up this intro. So we'll see you after the binge.
0: Hey. While we're watching this episode, you should go ahead and toss us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC Radio Podcast Tribe, including J. Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Imperial credits may not be worth much, but remember to support CKCC Radio on Patreon. I have spoken.
1: And we're back. So, uh, we'll talk about the first episode, Reunion, episode 8, uh, where, yep, the Empire responds to the Scrapper's Guild finding, uh, Clone Force ninety nine, aka the Bad Batch, on Braca, and so Crosshair gets dispatched with his uh, proto uh, death troopers,
3: <laughs> and the remaining clone
1: troops, and three yeah, like three shuttles worth of clone troops to go apprehend them. And yeah, Crosshair is a dangerous opponent for the Batch because he knows, he knows how, how the, they operate. Yeah, as he as he tells Hunter, you're you're too predictable. <laughs> Um, because he basically knew exactly the route that they would that they would take. He knew that they would tap into their comms, and that would, they would divert through the artillery deck. And then when that didn't pan out, he knew where they would go next. It's just like he knew. Yeah, he's exactly the worst. He's like the worst opponent for them in that that case. Well, I mean, someone who memorizes your playbook,
2: every playbook. Mm-hmm. Obviously, going to be a worse enemy for fighting, he's like, and you're going to go here, here, and here. How did he know that? I've been with you for how many
1: years? But even then, you know, the batch still managed to surprise him because, in the con—well, in the confrontation when they heard over the comms that they were going to try to divert them through the hangar, uh, they were like, "Let's—we'll go through the artillery deck instead." Surprise! You know, he, he turns up and is just like you're too predictable. They try talking him down. Of course, he won't listen. They're like, why even come after us? He's like, you're traitors. Uh, And they try to basically say, it's like, you're being controlled. And Omega's like, there's a chip in your head. Remember I told you in the brig it wasn't your fault? And he just looks at Hunter making sure to keep himself between Crosshair and Omega. Crosshair just tilts his head and then just goes, aim for the kid. (laughs) It's just like... He is way too perceptive. He,
3: he, he was just like, eh,
1: I don't care. Yeah, it's just sort of like, they didn't tell me to bring her back alive. You know, if she's with you, then she's a traitor too. Aim for the nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they basically hacked into the systems and started the cannons on the artillery deck shooting, which caused the deck to start collapsing around them. They got... they got away from them, and went through the ion engine chamber. Uh, But he knew that's where they would go, so he just cut them off and had his troops activate the, start activating the engine. But that's when the Batch surprised him by using some of the explosives that they were salvaging because they were planning to sell those to Sid to wipe their debt. Uh, And they just plant a bunch of the charges around the chamber to like take the like, blast cone off the back uh, so that they can then ride that cone down and Crosshair, seeing it coming loose, gets ready to shoot and then just basically takes the engine blast like straight in the face.
2: <laughs> That's the most brilliant idea ever. Hey, look, this thing's falling as part of the engine. Let me take my sniper and look at it at close range. How he able to he see was trying. He
3: was trying to see if he could sh- spot any of the uh, any, of any of the bad batch, batch to shoot them. Obviously, obviously, yeah, but yeah, good. Obviously, he couldn't because the damn thing was falling just a little too fast for him, and he couldn't react fast enough to
1: get know, avoid... out of the blast range. <laughs> well,
2: it's also the fact that you're looking into a jet engine. Like, well, I'm sorry, a space engine, which is probably very bright.
1: Yeah, um, and it like the. But the blast basically knocked his helmet off. He he took like some of the blast like straight in the face. We saw him like, you know, immediately like cringing and raising his hands to shield it. He's like, "Turn the engine off," and then just sort of passes out from pain. And yeah, he sends he sends his uh, troops to go get to go after the batch. And but the next time we see him after that, they've gotten the medics gotten there. They've splinted his leg. One of his arms is in a, is in a sling. He's got bandages all over, his, all over his face and a breathing mask on. He's got one eye covered now. Mm-hmm. It's like, he only needs one eye to do his job. But well, he was jacked up. My suspicion is he is going to be turned into the first Death Trooper. That's what I was saying because it, his armor
3: looks like...
1: The armor alone looks like the Death Trooper armor.
3: Yeah. So who knows, the Death Troopers may have been based off of
1: him. And to clarify for those of you who who... May not know the difference. The Death Troopers are the black armored ones that we saw with Director Krennic in Rogue One. You know they are still human with cybernetic enhancements, uh, as opposed to the Dark Troopers, which was the thing that Moff Gideon had made in Mandalorian season two, which are full droid, very very de- deadly and dangerous, but droid, and uh but the batch gets split up when they when the when the blast cone like crashes down hunter and omega head back for the head back for the shuttle but when they get there the clones that had sort of set up a perimeter around it are all dead and hunters like this isn't the work of it's like we didn't do this yeah we didn't do this there's somebody else here and that's when uh, we get the big big surprise. It was
3: Cad Bane.
1: Yep. Um when I watched this with, with Zeke, Zeke only knew him based solely on his looks because you have not watched Clone Wars. But even I know he's supposed to be a badass. hmm Um as I basically said, I think you might have seen him on old like uh commercials on Cartoon Network when the Clone when the Clone Wars cartoon was uh airing there. 'Cause he was all over the hype for I think season three.
3: Yeah, I know that like on the um, season
1: three they emphasize the bounty hunters.
3: Well I know in um, if you go on iTunes and you um, look for the Clone Wars seasons on there, he's on the cover of one of the mm-hmm. seasons. I think it's the season where he makes his debut. Which I t- Well reason. no, he
1: except he technically made his debut at the end of season one. But I think they started emphasizing, they he didn't make another appearance and then more regular appearances until season three, because of the weird, hap- you know back and forth in the timeline thing that the Clone Wars cartoon did. Um, well, that's because of the way George Lucas likes to film shit. Was it Lucas specifically? Well, it's in his
3: style. Okay because um, I remember you said that when you looked up the actual viewing order for Clone Wars uh-huh. you said that it had to do with the fact that they did it essentially the way that George Lucas wanted it to be done Okay. instead of there being like the actual viewing order that they wanted to do
1: yeah um, regardless it um, you know seeing Cad Bane turn up when I was watching I was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> because yeah as Zeke said he is a badass <laughs> He is not a not a bounty hunter you want to you want to run across, nope. And he's just you know you know we cue like the western esque sort of music music cues in in the scene. Just
3: just just put on the good the bad the ugly theme song. Well, yeah, the, the, the whistle at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. It was very much like that as um, he basically is very nonchalant about the fact they took out a whole bunch, a whole uh, squadron of uh clone troopers Cause he's like I've fought I fought so many clones once you figured out one the you, rest the rest are easy <laughs> and he and hunter have a have a have a showdown it does not go well for hunter hunter might be a good tracker but he is not a good gunslinger <laughs> no um, he is good when he has a when he can line up the shot, but if he has to quick draw against somebody like Cad Bane, not.
3: Nah. <laughs> no, I said he shoots his droid. Well, in the
1: except leg. except having now seen it seen that scene twice. Bane gets his shot off first, and him hitting Hunter is what causes Hunter's shot to go wide. It was it's like split second, but it all worked out in the end. Though. Yes, um, but you know Hunter's down. He then. Tur- Adjusts the setting on his on his blaster, stuns Omega, and he's apologetic about it. He's like, "Sorry, little lady." <laughs> the thing is, that I think he
3: might have a code. No, you know, don't hurt
1: kids. Yeah, maybe, but I suspect if the, if the kid in question were to aggravate him enough, he might be just you know, there's everybody has a line that they won't cross it's, until they got to. <laughs> it's it, it's like the
3: predator, one of the predators in uh, the first Alien vs Predator film. Uh, The one that uh, Lance Henriksen decided to light on fire. It was going to leave Lance Henriksen's character alone because he could see that he was a sickly old man. who was like, nope. And the second he lit him on fire, he was like, bitch, I told you to leave me alone. And then he kills him.
1: Um, Same thing was true with uh, uh, the Predator in the second Predator movie.
3: Yeah, didn't didn't kill the one woman because she was pregnant. Yep. Because they do have a code. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. But it's just sort of like, hey, But, you know, I have a code that I won't kill you. But if you push me, <laughs> um, don't get mad at me for doing what I'm about to do. Exactly. Uh, fortunately, Hunter survives getting shot in the chest. You know, the batch finds him. They, get, they hustle him onto their ship and, and they get away. Uh, that's the cliffhanger at the end of the episode. It's like, you know, Omega's been c- captured by a bounty hunter and the Empire is still closing in, <laughs> sort of thing. But it picks up uh, pretty much right there in the in the next episode. Bounty lost. Uh, the batch manages to get away before Crosshair can shoot them down. But they just Hunter doesn't want to jump to light, jump to hyperspace. But you know they're like, if we stay here, we're dead. And so they jump away, and Crosshair's pissed. Uh, and Omega, well, she tries to uh, make a try to, tries to. Strike up an accord of sorts with uh, Bane's droid, uh, Toto or whatever. It's like, if is. you let me go, I'll fix your leg. It's like, if you let me out of this, this cell, I'll fix your leg. And he's just sort of like, you are a prisoner. So, you know, stay right there. It's
3: like, yes, but I, that means I have no way of escaping. Mm-hmm. Good point.
1: It's like, I'm on a ship. Where am I going to go? <laughs> um, spoiler, he does eventually let her out of her cell to help fix his leg. And he's like, it's, it needs to be calibrated. So she's, like, adjusting the calibration in the back of his head. And he's like, ooh, that's, it's just like new. And then she just shuts him down. <laughs> Found a way to shut him up. Yep. Um, but we get a little bit more intrigue in, uh, in that when we cut back to Camino, where, you know, after Bane base, uh, tells the Prime Minister, it's like, I've got your, I've got your property. You know, send the payment uh, to uh, to this location. Send the
3: payment to my PayPal.
1: Well, and they're like, no, we'll we'll meet. We'll send someone uh, send somebody with your payment. We prefer cash because it can't be tracked that way. <laughs> and uh, he's you know and, and Nala something the the Caminoan that uh, was with Omega in the first episode uh, volunteers to go with the payment. And the Prime Minister is just sort of like, your personal connection to, to, to Omega has already compromised too much. And he sends, he sends someone else with the payment. And for a moment I almost thought they were on Bespin. When they yeah, on...
3: I thought the same thing too because of the clouds. And I was like, no, the Bespin clouds well, it's
1: are plus, like... plus the facility was just very, very Cloud City-esque. Yeah. Um, but it was a different different planet. And as soon as they touch down, you know, Omega very quickly, you know, hacks into, like, the secure compartment, finds her finds her uh, comm device, manages to get off the ship as Bane is, you know, then getting pissed because he's just like, oh, God, she got away. She manages to get in touch with the Batch, who by this point have managed to identify Cad Bane by looking up old Republic records. Because, after all, he did have several run-ins with the Jedi, so...
3: Yeah. Mostly with Obi-Wan, though. hmm If I remember correctly, it was Obi-Wan.
1: I think he may have had a couple of encounters with Anakin, but only when Obi-Wan was also there. Yeah. Um, and, well, they're just sort of like, we can't really, you know, it's the signal is so weak, they can't really triangulate where she is, so she needs to, you know, set up a power surge or some, find some way to signal them. So she's then trying to make her way through this but Bane catches up to her basically slaps a pair of handcuffs on her and she's like you're coming with me <laughs> you know, by hook or by crook you're coming with me um, you're, and I think he even said you're lucky they want you alive <laughs> otherwise he'd be like dead or alive you're coming with me <laughs> dead or alive you're coming with me <laughs> um, but as uh, he's trying to haul her away Toto on the ship is just like there's another ship coming in and you know, Bane is already immediately getting getting ready to go on the the defensive. And then we hear a gunshot. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, "That wasn't the batch," <laughs> because just the sound of the blast was not like their like blasters and the blasters yeah. They, and yeah they it's used. funny
3: because you can usually tell like a lot of times the blasters have a distinctive sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially, in the, like specific characters have like their trademark weapons. It's like. Uh, Chewbacca's bowcaster has a very distinctive you know gunshot sound his is loud yes Um, Han's blaster sounds different from the standard like uh, stormtrooper rifles or the blasters that like Luke Luke would use in the first couple of the original trilogy I
3: mean I think Han's was pretty much like I wouldn't really say customized for him but I mean we saw it how he he got it in Solo
1: yeah well, but that's when he got it. He very he could easily have, you know, tweaked and modified it over the next like twenty years. It's yeah. like you know what this ain't next strong enough. Fifteen years more like you know,
3: this ain't strong enough. Let me jack that up a little bit. All right, there we go. Now I can just shoot one stormtrooper and kill five.
1: Or I can shoot a shoot one Greedo in the stomach, <laughs> and cook him. <laughs> Literally cook him. <laughs> Sorry about the mess, <laughs> but um, and when Bane cut you know then proceeds towards where the gunshot was heard we see the Kaminoan that had been sent with the payment dead and it's Fennec Shand i i knew it was going to be her because they as much as they like to introduce a new character every now and then they still like to limit the cast
3: it's it's kind of
1: cool to see old characters meeting new ones though yeah um but if I'm honest, one of the reasons I knew it was going to be hers cuz I watched the mid-season trailer <laughs> and she was in it and there were cl- there were clips from this episode in it. So that's how like that's sort of how I knew. But she you know had her gun drawn on Bane and she had the briefcase essentially with the money in it.
3: I got your money right here, Putty. And her.
1: yeah, it's like Bane knew who she was and they're you know just having like a little show- showdown and she's just like I just want the kid, you know, I've got the money, how about we, how about we trade? And he's like, all right, you first. <laughs> but that's when Toto shows up, grabs the case away from her, and then we have a shootout. <laughs> yeah, and Toto loses the damn money. Yeah.
2: If only they weren't greedy, they might actually pay off.
1: Yeah, it's like they'd actually reached an accord. If Toto hadn't shown up and ruined everything, then, you know, there would have been a trade-off. Bane would have gotten his money, which is all he really cared about. You know, and, you know, at that point, he's just like, my job's done. (laughs) I don't, you know, sort of thing. Well,
3: my job's done. I've got,
1: I've got, I've been paid, so I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm satisfied. And, well, it's just, yeah, the money gets, you know, gets lost. There's There's stuff getting shot around and, uh... Fennec, well, and when Omega runs away from the from the fight, she ends up in part of the disused Caminoan uh, facility, where she where we see a bunch of tanks that with swamp water inside of them. Yeah, like green green muck and stuff in them. And Fennec turns up, and is just sort of like it becomes immediately clear that she is not working for the Prime Minister because she's like. Uh, if, trust me. If you'd gone back with him, it would, it, you would you wouldn't have liked what the what they were gonna do, because as the batch finds out, uh, Tech finally did like a checked her DNA and said she's got like first generation uh, clone DNA in her. And if there's they, only one other person who has that. As you know, a clone. As oh, a, a clone. I just
3: I just got it now.
1: Alpha and Omega. Alpha
3: and Omega, yeah.
1: It's really? It took you that long?
3: <laughs> I, I didn't think about it until now. They well, say I'm the slow one. But, yeah. well.
1: um, but yes, they basically there was only, as far as tech knew, there was only one other clone that had first, you know, pure first-gen DNA in in him. Uh, clone designated as Alpha or as he's better known now, Boba. And that still doesn't answer the question of who Omega's
3: you know... I'm wondering if she's other just...
1: other X chromosome comes I, from. Yeah. I, well,
3: I'm honestly wondering if whether or not they just... Like, we're just like, okay, well, let's make a female one. And all they had to do was change one of the chromosomes and boom. Yeah.
1: It's the, basically <laughs> remove the Y chromosome, insert another X chromosome, and then... Yeah. I don't know if that would necessarily do it. Uh, it's fine if that's all that they did, but I
3: mean, so technically, <sighs> Omega is Boba's sister then.
1: Yes. Um, but... Which would technically we don't know how many generations down the bat the batch is, which would make her like auntie, <laughs> 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 uncle Uncle Boba and, and Aunt Omega. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but with, with uh, Daddy Django, Papa Django, that da- Daddy just I'm sorry, Daddy Django has different connotations to it that I'm just like no. <laughs> But uh-huh. Papa, Papa, Papa! Can you, you imagine what Father's Day would have been like for Django? Imagine what Father's Day would have would have been like for Vader. Oh God! <laughs> or or Han? <laughs> Here you go, Luke. Sorry about your hand. <laughs> what about Father's Day for Han? Uh, before but, or after? <laughs> well, we saw Ben give Han his Father's Day Father's Day gift straight to the heart. <laughs> Well no, I'm talking about like before he went to the dark side or after he went to the dark side. Yes, yeah. Ben <laughs> Ben Solo sending a Father's Day card from the Jedi Academy. No, you know who you know who you gotta feel pic- a- with, a, with like a picture of him with his first lightsaber. No, the thing is that you gotta think- Zeke is just over here shaking his head.
3: No, the thing is that you gotta feel sorry for Chewbacca because he probably helped raise Ben. I mm. want to watch him turn to the dark side. Oh yeah.
1: Um but there, most of the episode was the fight between Django and, or not Django, uh, Bane and Fennec. And at the beginning of the fight, it's just like she's, you know, using sort of the martial arts stuff. And he's just basically like barroom brawling kind of stuff. Very skilled, you know. Like hand to hand, you know, melee fighting, but it's like he hit her with like a headbutt, and I was like, well, "It's, yeah, it's like it's gunslinger first, gunslinger foo versus uh, wushu." Yeah, i said East meets <laughs> West, <laughs> very much so because he's got the whole he's got the whole Western vibe going with, with him, and she's got much more of the Eastern vibe, the like the Asian vibe going. And um <clears throat> Omega eventually manages to make it to like a flight pod. It, it,
3: it was essentially Clint Eastwood versus. um Mulan. Yeah.
1: The man with no name versus versus Mulan. Yes. <laughs> um, and she, well, Omega makes it to a flight pod and manages to fly fly away. And Bane gets to his ship to try to pursue her, but uh, Fennec sabotaged his ship and he can't take off. And... The batch manages to make it to the make it there and catches Omega before her before her pod like crashes somewhere down in that uh, in the clouds, and she's just kind of freaking out uh, about why are the why are the Kaminoans after me? And, and they're, they're
3: like, we should tell
1: her. Yeah, and Hunter basically is like, you're v- very valuable to them. <laughs> I don't know if we, he told her the full extent of what they Probably knew. Probably but, not, but
3: otherwise we wouldn't have cut back the cat Bane trying to take off. Yeah.
1: Um. But he basically, by the end of the episode, he basically said, you know, she's like, they're going to keep sending people after me. And he's like, they can send the whole galaxy. We're not letting you go without a fight. <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's family for you. <laughs> But, yeah, it was a good couple of episodes. Seeing Cad Bane turn up again makes me... If he survives through this series...
3: You want him in Book of Boba Fett. I want him
1: in Book of Boba Fett. Because, from what I understand, Book of Boba Fett is going to actually flash back and show what happened to Boba after he crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. See, I heard that it's supposed to start off between Empire and Jedi. Could be. That's even better. You know, it's a little bit a little bit earlier in the in the timeline, but show us more of Bulba. You know how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. You know, maybe some of his early see, bounty hunting. See, stuff. the only thing that I heard in terms of that was that he blasted his way out. I'd believe it. Um, obviously without not without taking a little bit of acid to the face. Because yeah, then again, we don't know when exactly he got some of those some of those scars all over. Plus, do
3: you think the crate dragon ate that Sarlacc?
1: Possible, the crate dragon may just have been may, may just have uh, been like, I smell sarlacc. There's good eating on those. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I don't think the the crate dragon we saw was the one uh, ate that specific sarlacc, because it was way more remote from Moss Eisley at slash Jabba's palace than it sort of led on. Yeah.
3: So. so who knows how many crate dragons are actually on Tatooine? How many sarlaccs are on Tatooine?
1: There's at least two <laughs> that we know of. Yep. Um, but well, we know Fennec's going to be in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, but you know, I again just want to want to see more characters from from the animation in live action. So
3: you just want the bounty hunter characters?
1: Yes. <laughs> you want them too? Don't lie.
3: I want IG eighty eight.
1: If if or if, or one of the any of the IGs. Well, if um. What if we had an early IG eleven? Oh. Like before he got uh got shot in the head and uh became a became a, became a nurse.
3: <laughs> oh, if we showed showed like his early days. Yeah.
1: Or just any of the IGs. It doesn't have to be IG eighty eight or IG eleven.
3: Yeah, but if we're not if you're no longer considering Shadow of the Empire canon, then I G eighty eight is technically not dead. This is true. Because he was one of the bosses. Mm. Um
1: what about Dash Rendar?
3: I've been saying that for a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> come on, give us give us Dash.
3: I was saying that in... Um,
1: Zeke's just over here like, what are you guys talking about? I was... Well, I was... Uh,
3: I was saying, I thought that they were going to have Dash, at least a younger version of Dash, show up in um, Rebels when we saw the ship that looked like his pop up. And I'm like, is that Dash Rendar? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Bad Batch... We're now past the halfway point in this in the in the uh, season uh, or se- or series. We don't know if this is going to continue after this uh, season. I personally would like to see it keep going because there's a whole lot of uh, ground you can cover between now and when Rebels starts.
2: You know, they understood. Since I have Star Wars fans here, maybe why have they never gone on an off uh, off time loop branch? What do you mean? Marvel's doing it right now. Hey, look, here's Loki. He's doing this timeline thing. Why isn't Rebber's ever done something like that? Or Star Wars? Like, the, hey. We've
1: never really seen any sort of time travel thing in Star yeah, Wars that's... to introduce that sort of alternate timeline. Yeah,
2: well, no, not even alternate timeline. Like, like a multiverse like, sort like, of like, thing? Yeah, here's an alternate path that we could have gone on. Instead of Darth Vader being the one that
3: survived. You well, know, that's
1: a, good, that's a good point. Why f- didn't we get like a what-if sort of collection of short stories you know back in the like, back in a, Wars like, Legends. star wars Legends,
3: never turned to the dark side
1: stuff like that i mean in the old in the old canon there were several collections of stories like tales from uh moss tales from the cantina telling stories of the various other people in the moss Isley cantina tales from jabba's palace you know where they you know you're exploring some of the stories of these of these minor characters You know who all happened to be in one in that one location. Not necessarily what was what their day was on that day, but like giving their backstories. It's like why wasn't there ever? Why haven't we ever seen some sort of uh, tales? You know, uh, you know, like Zeke says, where it's just like what if stories? What if Anakin never turned to the dark side? What if uh, Luke hadn't made that shot?
3: Why was Han's the issue first? We've already seen that.
1: Yeah. we What if Han didn't shoot first? Yes, Rito still
3: missed. Yes,
1: <laughs> um, uh, and it's like what if, you know all the all those sorts of sorts of what ifs. You know?
3: uh, I mean, I think I'm sure you can like if they put this mainly in comic form, uh-huh. Marvel will definitely do it since they're the ones doing the Star Wars comics again.
1: Yep. Well, and well, here's the thing though: we know that there's a what if series coming from Marvel.
3: Why not one for Star Wars, right?
1: Right? I mean, come on! (laughs) Doesn't have to be, like, long things. You keep them entirely self-contained. Like a one-episode what-if. You know. Are you sure about that? I am positive that they are doing, like, a what-if for Marvel. No,
3: No, well, yeah, that's already been confirmed.
2: I'm talking about the uh, Marvel being the ones in charge of Star Wars. Marvel is the one
3: doing the Star Wars comics. All the... Like, ever since... Oops. Remember,
0: who owns Marvel now?
2: Yeah, but I remember seeing this when I was doing my search for Sonic the Henshaw comic books. IDW actually doing the ones the Stall was. That's
3: weird, because all the ones that I've seen... You, all yeah, the, and it's like you No, all think, the newer ones that I've seen at Barnes & Noble are all published from Marvel. Hmm.
1: It may be that they still have some sort of contract with IDW to produce comics for... Uh, maybe of a specific line and it's just like they still have to ride out that contract. Probably. And then once they're done Disney's going to be like okay you've had fun we're taking our toys back now. (laughs) Because you know Disney wants to try to keep stuff in house as much as possible these days. Yeah. And mind you, that house just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But that's a subject for a, for a different for a different rant, I'm sure.
3: Well, I, I mean, one of the things that I've heard uh, is that a lot of times when people can't figure out who they want to vote for in terms of the presidency, they'll just write in Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so this—it's only a matter of time. Yeah, it's only a matter of time to once where all of our choices really are shit. And, <gasps> and people, oh, God bless
1: America! <laughs> I can't do a Mickey Mouse voice.
2: <laughs> well, we already know who's going to beat Mickey Mouse before that even happens. Drain the walk, Johnson. <laughs>
1: President Rock would be would be freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, it was a it was an interesting couple of episodes. Still not really sure where they're going to go from here because they we they sort of have to resolve the whole crosshair situation, um, as well as well. It's like there are certain things that they kind of need to get to by the end of the season, and then still leave it maybe open for season two, but. Who knows where that's going to go. We're completely in uncharted territory. It's like during the Clone Wars series, it's like...
3: We knew where it was going. We knew
1: that the, the end result of Anakin's story and Obi-Wan's story and Mace Windu and any of the other Jedi that we'd seen in the, in the, in the movies. We knew that Palpatine was going to win. Uh, and Rebels, yeah, it's a new group of characters... So things are sort of open ended, but they're sort of forming the rebel the rebel alliance. So we sort of know where things are going to go from there. Any time a canon character showed up in Rebels, we knew that they were that they were going to make it out alive. The Princess Leia episode, we knew she was going to survive. Yeah, Tarkin when he when he made made appearances when he's made appearances in any of these things, we know he's going to survive. Palpatine, you know, get in in danger, we know he's going to survive. In this, but here with since we're focusing almost entirely on the Bad Batch.
3: We don't know who's going to survive.
1: Exactly. It's in completely uncharted territory, and that's kind of exciting. It also makes it difficult to predict where things are going to go sometimes because it is so open-ended.
3: Who is going to appear in the next episode? Stay tuned and find out. (laughs) Holy
1: shit, is that Darth Vader? Oops, wrong franchise. I mean, he could turn up, but it wouldn't go well for the Batch if he did. We remember the the, uh, hallway scene in Rogue One.
3: I remember all the episodes where Vader turned up in Rebels.
1: Yep, and it was very much yeah. It's just sort of like run, run, run. You will not win. The
3: friggin' the friggin' uh, battle between him and Ahsoka mm. on the Sith, what was it the Sith Temple? Uh, uh, that yeah. was epic. Well,
1: and with Ezra staring him down and being like, "I am not afraid of you," and Vader just going, "Then you will die braver than most." <laughs> and, and I'm just like, "That's a badass a line."
3: Friggin' Ahsoka managed to damage his helmet and revealed Anakin's face underneath. Yeah, just yellow like eye. a
1: slash of it with the yellow eye, but yeah. And that's what she knew. It's like, it is it is Anakin.
3: Um, So speaking of which, so supposedly, I don't know how true this is, but supposedly Anakin is going to make an appearance in Ahsoka.
1: Makes sense. Obviously
3: as a Force ghost, same, and obviously Hayden Christensen is already coming back. Um, and So this is
1: Ahsoka... Post Return of the Jedi?
3: No, this is supposed to be Ahsoka, like the live action with uh... what's your face Rosario oh, Dawson. Yeah.
1: So we, Mandalorian, yeah, yeah. post Post Return of the Jedi, yeah. right? Okay. And
3: so it's supposed to take place, I think, after the events of her episode in Mandalorian. Okay. Um, her
1: hunting down, trying to hunt down Thrawn, I guess. Yeah.
3: Cool. Um, <laughs> live action Thrawn? <laughs> um, and um, live action Ezra Bridger, maybe. And apparently, he's also Hayden Christensen is also supposed to be. In the Obi-Wan series also. Now, in what form, whether he's coming back as Vader or not, I don't or a know. Or dream
1: sequence sort of thing.
3: That's my guess, but who knows?
1: I mean, if they get Hayden Christensen in to basically be in the Vader suit. Yeah, with uh, James Earl Jones doing the voice. Or, you know, if, he's, if he gets too old and he can't do the voice anymore, whoever they get.
3: No, him. they should just get the guy who voiced Vader in the Force Unleashed games. Yeah.
1: He was pretty close. I mean, the, who they had in Rebels did a pretty damn good job.
3: That was James Earl Jones. It was
1: James Earl Jones? Yeah, they said that the first
3: thing that they did when they started playing that show was to make sure that James Earl Jones was available. Okay, I couldn't, to voice Vader. But
1: yes, if uh, yeah, if then in that case if James Earl Jones isn't available, the guy they they used in Force Unleashed, definitely. I know that Vader makes an appearance in Fallen Order, but I haven't I have deliberately avoided seeing any watching the scene because I don't want to get spoiled too same much. Same
3: here because I haven't finished Same,
1: same. Um, the game is literally like Dark Souls with a Star Wars skin. Yeah. Dark Side Souls. <sighs> or just Dark Sides.
2: <laughs> yeah. Would mean to be an called Light Side Souls? Cricket sounds. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, this
1: is where having us having a camera up would be good. Just me staring at Zeke. <laughs> Which is how I usually respond when somebody makes a bad joke like that. I'm just like...
3: No, you face palm and send them that gif that says
2: "get out." Yeah.
1: Well, well, that's 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 in our in our chats. I'm talking like in person sort of thing. I just I'm just like,
2: no, Nah. No, bad.
3: Sit. I'm doing I'm doing like
1: the dis, the disappointed Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones,
3: where it looks like your son just came. With just you sort of like, like what's the right tricycles professionally.
1: It's just sort of like, why do you disappoint me, son? <laughs> but it was a good it was a good couple of episodes. Uh, and I'm sure you were you like to see Cad Bane <laughs> turn up when he. I've did. been
3: waiting for them to bring Cad Bane some back somehow, like it, whether it was in Mandalorian or in this. I know you want Hondo back.
1: Yes, come on, tell me that Hondo wouldn't be awesome.
3: Hondo will be good in this show also yes. simply because he could help them out.
1: Exactly, you know. So if Hondo turns up in the back half of this of this season. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and we know that he'll survive because he turns up in, in Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. Um but I don't really have much else to add. Oh, same here. Zeke. Happy Stitch Day. Happy Stitch Day, I guess. Happy Stitch Day. 626. Oh,
3: nice. gana la Trista. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah, that will uh, wrap up this edition of the uh, Mando Cast. So for Zeke and Chris, I am Jay and we will see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to a Board to Death Mando cast. Be sure to check out all the Star Wars content on Disney Plus and give us a like and subscribe. This is the way.